Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast, a convenient place where you can stay up to date on what's popular in the swine industry. By listening to Popular Pig, you will receive invaluable information on the latest trends, news, and research from various experts that guide the global pork industry. Today's episode is brought to you by sponsors like SwineWeb.com, your one-stop destination for all of the latest swine news, commentary, videos, events, and industry hot topics in animal health and feed. Log on to SwineWeb.com today. And Innovative Heating, the manufacturer of Hog Hearth, the most energy-efficient and only antimicrobial heat mat for the swine industry. Reduce maintenance costs and lower your electric bill today. For more information, visit hoghearth.com. Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Rota, and today we're going to talk about how diversification and community engagement can bring back the family farm. Joining us today is Bob and Christy Walker from Walker Homestead in Iowa City, Iowa. Thanks for joining us today, guys. How are you? We're great. Great. Good to talk to you, Matthew. I really appreciate you coming on to share your story. Your your farm has been quite the sensation in the Iowa City area over the last couple of years, and you've had a ton of success. But I'd really like to take the time here and start by having you both introduce yourselves and um, how how did this how did this dream come to fruition? So I'll go first. I'm Christy Walker, and I started out on a farm in um, northern Iowa, Titanka, Iowa, really small town community, and um, grew up in the Cherokee area. My dad started out as a dairy farmer. Uh, my grandparents were on a farm, loved spending my summers helping my grandparents on the farm. Um, went to school at the University of Iowa, worked in healthcare IT for 37 years, and retired three years ago to pursue my passion of um, living back on the farm and um, getting back to the point when I was growing up that everything that we we ate um, well, all came from the farm and and so um, I'm I'm living my dream. <laughs> and I'm Bob Walker. I'm a city kid from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, went to college at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. And then moved out to Iowa City in 1985 and got my MBA, and that's where at the at the University of Iowa, and that's where I met Christy. Um, so I always say it's the best thing I got out of the Iowa MBA. Um, <laughs> worked uh, in banking for about 18 years, ran my own business for five years, then got into teaching, and I currently teach at Tippy College of Business and the John Papa John Entrepreneurial Center. Um, we came up with the idea of a winery about 10 years ago when we were living in the city and we're at Preston Farm and Winery in Healdsburg, California in the Sonoma Valley. And they had sheep and they had chickens and they had grapes and they had a wood-fired brick oven and a bocce ball cord and they had a farm stand where you could buy the eggs and the vegetables that they produced there. And we were sitting back and we thought, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? Now, we, we probably had too much wine in us at that time, um, <laughs> but it was our dream. And, you know, we moved out to the country on five acres seven years ago. So this was three years before we 
even moved into the country. And then three years ago, we bought the 80 acres adjoining us. So with our seven acres, we planted 150 grapevines just so we'd have something pretty to look at. And then when we bought the 80 acres, we built a venue winery planted now 700 plus more grapes. So we're pushing probably about a thousand vines, which is acre and a half on that. Um, we also right now have uh, hay, um, alfalfa hay that we're doing. And I have winter wheat, and then we're going to follow that with buckwheat. Um, we've put in buffer strips trying to be really good to the land. The land was farmed pretty hard, so we really want to be good stewards there, put in some more drainage tile in it, um, and trying to transition more to, towards organic. We have orchard, we have bees, we have um, livestock, we have turkeys, heritage turkeys. Highland cattle, goats, rabbits, egg layers, meat birds. We're going to get sheep. Going to get sheep. So excited for a little harlequin sheep. We have a pasture puppy to keep everybody safe. I think Christy <laughs> heard the calling of two of everything. I just haven't heard the calling to build an ark. <laughs> yeah, we have a um, small orchard. So our, our goal really is to um, all the foods that we serve on the vineyard. Um, if at all possible, we can do it from our farm. Yeah, we have a, over an acre of vegetables. Um, About two acres. We put in sweet corn and, and popcorn this year. So it'll be interesting. We're just playing around. It's a big experiment for us. Have a field of sunflowers behind the winery. So from mid-July through first frost, it's got a, a lovely backdrop. It, um, we're um, living in our own little Grant Wood painting and, and loving it. And that's a really great way to communicate that because when you look out your living room windows, it, it is a it is a painting. It's it's beautiful, especially when the sun sets. You have the vineyard, you have all the animals, the farm, uh, the the creek in the background. You guys have really created a and carved out a little piece of paradise near Iowa City. What have you guys done to one diversify and engage the community to turn this piece of paradise? into success in regards to a business? I think it all starts with our mission statement. Um, when we came up with the idea and working through our business plans, and it's kind of like, what is our mission? And our mission statement is to build community through agriculture, education, and culinary delight. And we're really fortunate. We're three miles outside of Iowa City. So it's really convenient for, for people to get here. We're two miles just south of Interstate 80 at the Tiffin exit. So if you're driving by, stop by. We would love to see you and show off the farm. Um, but it's really that we want to build that community and we want to educate people about agriculture. Um, people don't know where their food's raised and how it's raised and and that is what we want to do. We want to share it. Uh, we've engaged the community. Um, our marketing has been limited to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, and it, it's really taken off. We've only been open for about a year, uh, which is a great time for COVID to hit when you're ready to ramp up for year two. <laughs> But because of our diversification, if we were 
just a wedding venue, we would have shut down totally. But being a winery, we did virtual wine tastings and wine deliveries. We were able to sell and deliver our food and have people come out for pickup. So as other people were shut down without a revenue stream, we had a revenue stream coming in. So I think, um, you know, we've engaged our community that way. Many people who did the virtual wine tastings have never been out to the farm. So now that we're opened up again, um, we're really looking forward to a great summer. And it's super exciting, the, the educational element that comes with all of that. One, they're on a farm, they're, they're just enamored by how beautiful it is and all the variety and many things they've never seen before. You guys also have classes or things that people can do to come in and get involved. Do you mind talking about some of those ways that people can get involved to truly get into the nitty-gritty of agriculture and, and, and understand things on a deeper level? Yeah, so um, this Saturday... And Matthew, if you want to come out, <laughs> we, we are having a chicken harvesting. So we have about 75 meat birds. We process them here on the farm, and we will take our guests all the way through it. Uh, we also have a rabbit harvesting class. We raise domestic rabbits. And I've never had rabbit meat before, um, but Chris, our chef, really loves it. And it's a classical French cuisine. Um, the protein is really lean and it's really efficient to raise. There is a market out there of people who purely want that experience of knowing this animal grew up here. It was in their mind happy the whole way through and I know exactly how it was processed and I might even have been a part of that process and there's people who will even pay to be a part of that experience. And I think that's, that's part of the, 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 the thing that fascinates me with bringing back the family farm with community engagement is there, there's people who, who want that experience to learn, who want that experience to take that home and to share that with others. Um, right. and, and, you can, and you can get a premium for that, but it's, it's business, right? Like you offer something of value and someone can determine if that's worth that or not. And people have decided that it is worth paying for me to become a part of this process and to learn more. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Like, like you, you, you're, you're creating a, a premium through an experience as right. opposed to a specific type of bird. And, and that's, you know, when, when I take a look at our guests and our customers out there, they do want that experience. And we do... We have to charge a premium price for it um, because of the labor involved and the time and everything like that. And, and um, you know, Christy and I are good farmers because we both have off-farm income, so the bankers like us. And <laughs> it, it, it would be really hard if this was our only source of income at this time, being a new business. And, you know, maybe we can get there in retirement. Um, but I think that experience is really good. And, and when we do our, our harvesting classes, um, you know, my philosophy is, is that if I want to eat chicken, I better be willing to harvest it. If I want to, you know, if I want to eat any meat, um, I should be willing to harvest it. If not, I should become a vegetarian. Uh, but, and we want people, and we do it in an honorable way. Um, 
I was just going to say, on the front, we do have a diversified farm like this takes many types of hands. So we've got, we've got, um, a full-time winemaker, vineyard management person who also helps with other parts of the farms. And then we have a full-time farmer working with us. So, and, and um, he's doing the vegetable farms and then, I do custom hires. I don't have the money for the big green stuff. I have some little green green equipment. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's put, putting the pieces together in the team. So I worked on for a small what? farm. Go ahead. I I gonna say for small farms that um, it is if you're on an 80, 85 acre farm, it is important to have that that um, diversification to be profitable we the um if you sell a carrot you may only get you know 50 cents a dollar for that carrot but if i cut up that one carrot and put it um on a salad now it's ten dollar carrot so i um that value added is is key to us to our profitability able, yeah to us the farm paying for itself and, and paying staff to be on it. So what's a, what, um, what, what kind of a customer uh, are you, are you looking for? Who, who is that, that, uh, that, that best case customer um, for, for this kind of farm? Oh man, it's, it's kind of any and everybody, but the customers that we've had, um, we've had college students out, uh, a lot of families. This a, is a lot of families. Family this is where mama can bring her kids and watch them play while she has a, a glass of wine on a beautiful sunny Sunday afternoon. We had um, one family out last Sunday, and they came out the week before, and they're going to make this their regular Sunday Sunday family time, which is great. But mm-hmm. she was really pregnant two weeks ago. And she had that baby on Thursday, and they were out on Sunday. And I said, oh, man, thank God you had it during the week. I said, you know, I can be there, and I can pull a calf, but I don't know how good I am with babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you look at look at this whole, what would you say have been your biggest challenges? And what uh, advice might you give for an individual who has 80 to a couple hundred acres and is like, you know, I might want to do this similar thing where, where I am in the world? Strong team. I think that the um, anytime starting up a business, a, period, a strong team has not been a challenge. We've been really no, blessed by a strong team. No, but that's the number. Team. Yeah, yeah by, form your team. And I think that's the number one success is your people. That any business that you, you know, Matthew, any business that you go into, having somebody to bounce those ideas off, the diversification of your talent pool, you're much stronger bringing in people with these different focuses than you are alone. And um, you've got people there to celebrate successes and you don't let anyone get down. Um, there's always someone to spur on a new idea and to keep things moving forward and to, um, um, to, to help find that um, silver lining. I think that, um, you know, probably our biggest challenge has been working with the county. Yeah, I, I would say number one for, Anybody who wants to do this, um, check out your county regulations. Check out what you can do and can't do. And we, 
We worked with our county before we put a shovel in the ground to build the winery. We wanted to be sure that we could do it. I, I'd hate to build a big building and then have the county say, oh, no, you can't do that. So working with local government. Um, Meeting with our neighbors, making sure everybody was supportive and on board. So for ag business, working with your neighbors, making sure that they're, they're supportive of your vision and on board with it, working with your county. Um, that and we put a lot of energy to that. We still are putting a lot of energy in that. Um, but a success is the team and having a really diverse team who, um, and is everyone's focused on as passionate and focused and, and has, um, care for one another. And, and, and with that team, goal. I think we all have really similar core values. So it's really easy to work together. Yeah. On it. And to to accomplish our mission, I I mean, I really like our mission statement, and we bring that up often. And, again, it's to build community through agriculture, education, and culinary delight. So we want them to, you know, the community is really important to us. What, uh, it sounds also like an element in there that maybe not was brought up, but uh, you did bring it up through bouncing ideas off of one another, but creativity. You guys do so many different things in so many different ways that creates so much engagement and areas in where profitability can be achieved. Uh, can you talk around creativity? What do you guys do to come up with new ideas or, or, or try to drive that, that diversification? Drink. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know if, you know, with Strength Finders, Gallup Poll Strength Finders, um, but one of my strengths is ideation. Um, and, it's always been really easy for me to come up with creative ideas. And Christy is a good project manager, which is not one of my strengths. So we really complement each other well. You know, that I come up with the ideas and then she puts together the plan on, on how we're going to get it done. And, and people, people are pretty amazed at how much we have done. And it's because of our team and, and, being committed to it, and we're not afraid to risk. Once we have that idea, that creative idea, we go for it. It's, um, you know, a lot of people come up with ideas and never implement them. So when we look at all of this and we wrap things up, if you had one golden nugget or one from each of you, depending on how you guys want to do it, what might that be for either consumers or producers or um, just anybody who, who's involved in agriculture. So for me, um, and this has kind of been my philosophy, um, good things happen when you say yes to opportunity and follow through. Uh, you know, if you have that idea, say yes and see what happens. Um, if you want to find out how your food is raised, come out and say yes to our farm. Uh, for producers, uh, I always look for new innovations um, and the way my mind works, not only creativity, but also profitability. Um, let's try it out. Let's learn from our mistakes and, and see, see what we can constantly improve upon, whether it's guest experiences, whether it's profitability with our animals and livestock, profitability with our crops. Um, and I'm smart enough to know that I'm the dumbest farmer in the neighborhood. 
So I listen to all my neighbors and filter out what advice I'll do. But, uh, man, I, we have a great neighborhood. We have a great support system that they're really rooting for us. They're in our corners. They provide lots of great advice and assistance to help us out. So, you know, again, my, my golden nugget is say yes to opportunity and follow through with it. I would say make sure you're tapping your community and that um, ag sometimes for people who've been in it for a while can um, um, traditionally be maybe a little more isolating that make sure that you're tapping all the resources of your community um, whether you're you're wanting you're new or or been in it for some time there are a lot of resources the um, Practical Farmers is a phenomenal group with lots of resources. There's so it's Practical Farmers of Iowa. If you have one in your state, um, man, there it's a great community. Moses Organic Group. I mean, all different types. I think that um, the USDA shop um, don't um, there be open to new ideas. The old way of all corn and beans is it's difficult to be profitable in that. So to be open to new ideas, open to new markets, open to new ways of doing things, partnering with other farmers on, um, if you feel like you're at a risk point, reaching out. I ag, The farmer is one profession that you are a weatherman, a vet, a biologist, uh, Agronomist, a here. welder, <laughs> yeah. you you know all of those. You have to be a pretty diverse, talented person. I, I think farmers are the true entrepreneurs. Right. We fix it in the field. We modify it. And you, you're hopefully having fun to, I feel about that we might be too old to start up farming. And I told them that farmers, uh, it will keep us young. And they are out working in the field till the day they drop that you don't see them in their nursing homes. Um, and we have an 85 acre gym. We don't go to the gym anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my nugget is tap your community to keep new ideas fresh and to help keep you profitable. And, and if you're pursuing your passion, you, um, that's the important part. Pursue your passion. Keep the, ideas coming. There's one thing I want to say. I, was on a, I, I serve on an agriculture committee here in town, and the guy who leads it is a big farmer. And, you know, to all the farmers out there, we're, we're in this together. And um, it, I know everybody cares deeply for their animals and their livestock. And, and with the shutdown and d- delays of the processing plants and, and everything, um, it affects all of us. Broke my heart for them, people. Yeah. And, you know, we honor every farmer out there and what you're doing. And, you know, it's hard work. It's really hard work. And for everyone to to stay tough during these tough times and, and keep looking for that silver lining and keep looking for that opportunity. Well, I really appreciate you sharing those kind words and even more appreciate you taking the time to hop on the Popular Pick podcast to share your experience, your story, and your success uh, together. Thank you, Matthew. It's great talking so, to you. So for all of you out there, if you're on I-80, stop in. Our <laughs> website funny. is 
walker-homestead.com. So dash in the middle. Um, we're on Facebook as Walker Homestead Iowa City and on Instagram. And uh, take a look at the pictures. I, I think Matthew was not exaggerating when he says it's beautiful out here. We're a little bit yeah, biased, but uh, I want you guys to, to share the farm with us. Yeah, and what we'll do is we'll have a link below the podcast that has an easy way for you to click and see Walker Homestead and, and everything that has to offer. So thanks again, guys, for your time today. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Matthew. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Popular Pig. We aspire to learn and grow together through the experience and wisdom shared by our esteemed guests. Therefore, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues within the swine industry. For more information, please go to popularpig.com and subscribe to receive updates when new episodes are available. Today's episode is brought to you by sponsors like SwineTech. Leverage the power of computer vision, voice recognition, and real-time behavioral monitoring to reduce mortalities and labor inefficiencies in the farrowing house. For more information, visit swinetechnologies.com.